Hi, and welcome to the GrassX Grow Food Podcast. My name is Cody. I'm one of the owners of Ursa and Vixen. I'm Ariel, another owner, and um, today we're going to be talking about... <laughs> today we're going to be talking about regenerative agriculture. I stole your... <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's okay. Today we're talking about regenerative agriculture. It's kind of a buzzword right now, but not a lot of people are talking about what it actually is and the practical steps that you can take in your garden. Yeah, it kind of seems like a word I see a lot of people use and... Um, I, I don't think I've seen anybody actually explain what it is or how you can make it, um, you know, something that you can practice at home, you know, in your own garden, in your own backyard. Um, it seems when you hear the word agriculture, that seems big, like yeah. big farming. And so I didn't even think it was something that we could practice in our, you know, in our own garden. But um, you absolutely can. Yeah, completely. Um, regenerative agriculture is kind of a umbrella for a bunch of different techniques for restoring your land. Um, the main issue that a lot of the world, as well as us in the U.S., are experiencing is the desertification of land. So it is turning what used to be fertile soil into dry, barren, barren unusable soil. Um, and that's where a lot of the chemical practices start coming in. Um, that's well, overgrazing. Overgrazing as well. Yeah. Um, so they start introducing more uh, pesticides, herbicides, and they introduced a, you will have to introduce a like different version of compost. It's basically a synthetic version of compost. It's very chemically um, maintained and treated. And so it actually makes your food less, I mean, it's not, it's not as healthy. In what way? It's not as nutrient dense. Hmm. So a lot of the nutrients that you get from your food really, really, it really matters what soil you're putting it into. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Right. right. Good soil, good food. Good soil, good food. And, um, but the problem like one of the biggest problems is that, you know, you're stripping the soil yeah. and not putting anything back into it to make it healthy. And, you know, this whole, um, you know, single crop farming that we see yeah. um, is with, doing is doing with the chemicals. Right. As well. And, and com you know, uh, combined with chemicals or um, even livestock, you know, the the overgrazing of the land, you're just stripping everything away. And then, you know, what are we supposed to do when you know that land is used up yeah they're saying that if we don't change the our practice now we have about 60 more harvest more harvest so about 60 years of harvest left which means that our children and our children's children are going to have to figure out a new way to garden without fertile soil mm -hmm. unless we change it yeah but the i mean the good news is there's absolutely ways we can change that now and that we can um you know sequester the carbon back into the soil yeah. and, you know, create healthier and um, just, you know, more sustainable farming practices and gardening practices that, um, you know, will bring health back into, you know, our, our land. And I mean, there, you know, you had some points yeah, so the, there's five core principles of regenerative agriculture. Minimize soil disturbance is one. Maximize crop diversity is another. To keep the soil covered all year long. So having cover um, crops, cover crops mm -hmm. even during the winter time. Mm -hmm. um, maintaining living roots 
year round. Uh, and we want to make sure that they're deep roots. We want to make sure that Tap they, roots. yeah, they want to go as deep as possible. Um, grass, unfortunately, does not really do that since its roots right. don't go that deep. And then we also want to integrate um, livestock rotations. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to overgraze. We don't want to kill off a certain um, patch of grass or, or you know, ground cover mm -hmm. in one specific area and then just keep putting the same animals on that same spot over and over and over again. Right. And it's, um, it's funny because we actually see this happening like even in our own backyard with our chickens, yeah. how the, you know, chicken garden that we have, the fenced in area, um, they have totally eaten every bit of grass and greenery on that that ground Which in less than last a year. year yeah last year was the first year we had five chickens in that spot right and so you know going from five to you know in the fall we got six more chickens so 11 chickens total in less than a year we have totally like they've totally just decimated every <laughs> bit of greenery in that area and so we need to actually you know rotate them to a different spot which is where you see um so if you have chickens at home you can start using chicken tractors yeah um just it's an enclosed space that you can move around your yard mm -hmm. or your um green space so that your chickens can actually eat the bugs that are all around your yard without them having to be um free-ranged because right in our neighborhood we're not allowed to free range our chickens um they have to be in a enclosed closed space. space that is specifically for the chickens but in if you use a chicken tractor i think we can get away with that right. since it is right they're not gonna get out space. yeah but um i mean that's something and it also makes them happier right so you know we have a bit of a you know mud slick situation yeah. out there in that area right now and so we actually need to rotate them you know, or build a chicken tractor to move them to a different area of our yard and let the grass grow back in the area. But because they have spent so much time pooping in that area, yeah, and it's actually going to be really, you know, nice and fertile and grow back really lush and green. And we're going to do different gra ground cover than just regular grass. I think right. we're going to try some creeping thyme, some right. clover. And, yeah, plenty of clovers. Yeah. Um, things. The clover is actually a legume that has... Um, a deep taproot and i mean there are other legumes you can use like um, chickpeas or even a cover crop um that have a deeper taproot and they pull that nitrogen back up to the surface of the soil and other nutrients and so um, and pull carbon down right so we you know are going to have to um sow some some cover crop in that area to try to you know bring it back to health and which is not that hard to do we no. just you know it something. just takes a little bit of time right and you know we talked about minimizing the soil disturbance. That's something we're actively trying to do with the no-till gardening. Yeah. And that's something that you can do. Or, you know, where you, you know even if you do raised beds or containers or something. Because um, you want to keep those healthy microbes intact in the soil. You don't want to disturb them and kill them off. And so, um, minim you know, reducing the amount of soil disturbance, you know, yeah. and, you know, feeding nutrients back into the soil. Because it's the microbes that actually bring the make food nutrient dense. Right. And... Soil loves compost, and so yeah. you know, doing the no-till gardening the way we do with the with the compost, um, you know, we're just we're feeding back into it and not stripping it away, and you know, in our off seasons or over the winter, having a cover crop planted or you know winter crops and le leaving those living roots in the soil yes. at the time, that will also you know in a you know aerate the soil, it'll you know prevent soil compaction and it will um, keep moisture in the ground as well as well as you know adding the nutrients back in. And when we um, clear out, you know after you know season, we're ready to clear out 
the plants in our garden, we actually just cut them, you know, we'll be cutting them off at the root so that those roots remain in the soil and just decompose in there and, and keep the nutrients in the soil rather than just ripping everything out of there. And we're also going to be rotating. Um, right, that's yeah. another thing. So year after year, when you grow your garden, you're gonna wanna keep rotating the crops so that you have a natural way to stop pests. Well, all the insects. Not only that, but you don't want to strip nutrients from one, that's, that's one area and then you know yeah. plant there plant the same crop again and it doesn't have any of the nutrients it needs because last year or you know the season before it was already stripped of that. But crop rotation also helps with um, getting rid of bugs and mm -hmm. um, pests that would aphids and, and things like that that would actually eat your plants. When you rotate where your crops are located they actually will move They'll try to eat what was already there, expecting to get the same plant every single time, well, but they'll actually, they'll leave because right. they don't get what they want. Last year we had a really bad problem with squash bugs with um, our zucchini plants and the um, pumpkins and gourds and stuff that I had. So this year we're actually moving them to the other side of the yard yeah. because I mean, it. and we also had like the vine borers were so bad on the pumpkins, they just destroyed the vines. So hopefully um, this year, since we've moved those to the other side, maybe we can avoid some of those, you know, in that area. And that also helps with not needing pe as many pesticides or right. not needing pesticides we, yeah, we at will all. Not be we don't using pe use pesticides. Pesticides, and, and we'll be, you know, researching and finding natural ways to control pests in our Which area. Which another, another big buzzword is pesticides. Like, everybody right. knows what they are, and everybody understands, like, they're bad, but why are they bad? Well, and it kind of depends on what it is, because there are a lot of, um, like, natural, you know, chemicals that are... Like neem oil? Well, no, um, like, the, you can use, like, cayenne pepper. There's, like, yeah. um, caffeine can even be used as a pesticide. You know, so the dose makes the poison, you know, when it comes to pesticides. So I there's a lot of fear-mongering in, you know around the words pesticides or herbicides and stuff, but you have to realize that um, there are completely natural components that can be used as pesticides as well that but are not necessarily going to harm you. inorganic pesticides are the problem. Right. So that's so one thing like, that does not get passed around enough. The right. inorganic pesticides like, are a problem. Like Roundup. <laughs> like Roundup. Um, the, the major pesticide right. that's and being used, about 10... 10 Tons, gigatons, I think. Yeah, it was. <laughs> of of pesticides of are just used. Roundup is used every single year on crops in the U.S. In the U.S., which is insane. Um, and when back, you know, a couple of the past few years that we've lived here in this home, and we fought so hard to maintain our our lawn and try to get that perfect suburban yeah. lawn that you know we see our neighbors have and stuff that everybody um, tells you you have to have, right? And that we felt that that per that pressure that we needed to you know have, um, we. You know, I, I bought Roundup and I sprayed all the weeds on, you know, we have a gravel driveway off to the side that, you know, I was spraying with Roundup. Which you I know, can't constantly. remember the exact um, chemical, but there's a specific. Glyphosate. Yeah, that's ex that's the type of Roundup that you don't want to use. Yeah. Roundup is is the brand, but that specific type of Roundup is the one that you don't want to use on your, on your ground. Right. So, you know, I was spraying those herbicides and we were using, you know, um, the granules for the lawn yeah. for all the weeds and stuff because we were trying to get all of the um 
you know, weeds that were actually just wildflowers, <laughs> you know, and yeah. beneficial, you know, plants in our yard like the dandelions and henbit and, you know, or dead nettle and all, all of those things that, that are just that are all good for, right, for, the, <laughs> for soil, the soil, you know, and in, in that are actually promoting biodiversity in our yard. And yeah. so we were trying to get all of that out of there and get rid of, you know, and, all, po and pollinators. It right. Pollinators. Right. I know. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, get rid of all these flowers and stuff out of our yard that we personally did not have much of an issue with. It's just no. we were so worried about the way that, you know, we were perceived by our neighbors. And I mean, we have a neighbor across the street that's an elderly lady and she keeps her yard manicured to absolute perfection. She is but, out there almost daily. And she doesn't get anything from it. That's the issue. Right. Like, it's a, it looks like a perfectly green carpet of grass. She has the true green people come spray her lawn, you know, all the time. And she's constantly out there mowing, maintaining, picking up sticks. I mean, it is the most manicured yeah. lawn, but it doesn't it do just, anything for her. It, it just looks nice. That's all. <laughs> she, but that's also all it's it like, so the pesticides can travel through the air because you spray them. Well, not only that, and we, they can get she's a little bit places. up yeah. the street and up the hill from us. So any runoff from her yard could potentially, you know, run down to yeah. our yard, you know. And so that is something that, you know, we're concerned about. And luckily, you know, our gardening space is far enough away that I don't think that that could reach, you know, that area. But it doesn't matter. It gets in our water system. Right. But I think she's the only person on the street that actually does that. Um, most of the other people, you know, kind of just... Roundup, Roundup no. has been found in our water system. I, that is one thing that is kind of... Glyphosate. Yeah, specifically glyphosate. Glyphosate? Glyphosate. <laughs> the version of Roundup, the brand Roundup, it's been found in our water. Mm -hmm. And it's actually lowering our immune system. It's damaging our memory. And it is actually making people sick. Um, the issue is that there's really not a push to get away from this um, chemical version well, of growing. There's a lot of debate on this. And That's, we are not people who are going to say that you true. have to have every single thing organic. That no. is not feasible for us. It's not feasible for our budget. It, I mean, but you'll, and there's so much. But if you grow your own food. You don't have to worry about that. Right. You know exactly where it comes from. You know what yeah. you put into it. And, you know, we grow all of our food organically here at home. But, um, I mean, th this food that you get from the store is still going to be, you know, healthy for you, you know, even if it's non-organic. Yeah. But, um, you know, and organic doesn't necessarily mean they're not using any pesticides at all. They're just using different ones that are not labeled, yeah. you know, not, you know, the inorganic ones that, are, you know. So... We're not here to, you know, push any no, of the fear mongering. Not, not doing that. Over, you know, glyphosate or Roundup or whatever. It's, what we are saying is if you have the option, you don't need to use glyph glyphosate. You don't need to, yeah, you don't, you need, don't to need to use pesticides. pesticides. Right. And so, um, pesticides in your garden is going to hurt your soil. Right. And we don't want to kill the microbes and we want to, you know, maintain that soil health as much as possible and, um, and the health of our pollinators. <laughs> had to take another pause for kids. So we're not trying to fear monger. We're not trying to scare people into right. saying and like organic only, organic only. Right. But and there are regenerative agriculture requires organic practices. Right. And that's and again, that's this is something that is a kind of a hot button issue with a lot of people. And there are a lot. There's a lot of debate on this. And there are new studies being done every you know all the time on you know the best practices to use and the safety of these pesticides and herbicides. So. Um, 
um, I mean, it just takes some careful research and, you know, kind of wariness of, you know, the information and the, the sources that you <laughs> receive that yeah. information from. But, you know, what we're here to say is that he, when you grow your own food, you can do it as organically as you want. You can do it as safely as you want. And you can, you know, use these regenerative agriculture practices in your own garden to maintain as healthy soil as possible and, yeah. you know, create the, you know, the lushest, healthiest garden. So, so when you focus on regenerative agriculture, there's one specific thing that you need to know. It's the, the microbes in the soil matter. Um, the microbes in the soil are what make your food more nutrient dense. They're what keep the soil continually usable. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> Alive. They, they are, they're a living organism. They're carbon-based organisms, just like, you know, humans are. And so, you know, we feed them the carbon um, and, you know, maintain their life that way. Pause. <laughs> the microbes. The microbes. <laughs> right. And um, one thing is that um, you can do, you know, by adding like compost into your soil to, you know, add those nutrients back in. Um, as you notice that the compost is often really dark, you know, almost black in color, it's because it's very carbon rich. Yeah. And so you're feeding that carbon back to those microbes, you know, and- um, And that's another know. reason you wanna keep something in the soil with roots year round. Mm -hmm. It's because those, um, those plants are actually gonna pull carbon from the atmosphere and they're gonna suck it back down into the ground and they're gonna feed those microbes. Right, and you know, maintaining lots of biodiversity in your area is also going to yeah. you know, increase the health of your... Um, it's gonna introduce your, different your, chemicals back into the ground that... Yeah, different nutrients and stuff. Yeah. And um, it's also going to you know, increase the amount of you know, pollinators that you have and the health mm -hmm. of the you know, beneficial insects in your area and... Um, I mean, like, you know, we're trying to grow milkweed in our yard to, you know, for monarch butterflies. And, you know, since they're, you know, technically endangered and we're, you know, trying to increase as many different types of, you know, like flowers and native plants that we, you know, we have. because another we have, part of, you know, yeah, regenerative like, agriculture, introducing right. native plants so back into So we've got some, like, you know, some, the black-eyed Susan Rebecca that we sell and um, the, I believe it's the, the bee balm. Yeah. that we have those are both native here to missouri and so you Clover. know yeah there i mean there there's so many different like native plants and there's actually a lot of great native plant nurseries yeah you know that you, you can find one in just just about any area that you live in and specifically you know choose to grow native plants in your yard and that's something that we're going to be increasing you know and you yeah. know just fill our yard with as many native varieties as possible um in order to you know just Get it, you know, get our so soil as healthy as possible again because yeah, because um, we've destroyed and, it. Well, and thank, <laughs> thank, thankfully here in our yard, like it doesn't seem like um, we've we have to do a whole lot to get it healthy because last year, yeah, um, we did when we did our till garden, we did add in a lot of compost into the soil as in, and worked it in. <laughs> right, it was it was awful. We didn't know, but um. It, the, the good thing was that, you know, I did notice there were a lot of, like, a, a good presence of worms in the soil then, yep. which is a great indicator of your soil health. And, but this year, it is insane the amount of worms we were finding. I mean, I'm seeing the little, the little holes that, you know, that they leave when they come up to the surface of the soil and their little piles of castings. They're all over the place. And, um, you know, we, we 
take a shovel and you dig down and take a scoop of dirt out and count how many worms are in there. And I mean, we're finding so many and you know, the kids love to grab them and go throw them into the raised beds <laughs> and stuff. So, so that we have keep some the in there. Healthy. Yeah. Keep that soil healthy as well because their, their castings or their, their poop is so good, you know, and healthy for the soil. And but it's it, also know, good for the microbes. Right. And you're, they, you know, they uh, eat and decompose, you know, organic material and feed that those nutrients back into the soil with their castings. And I mean, it's just, a, they're, you know, they're so good at aerating. And I mean, worms are so, yeah. so beneficial. And um, even when we were, you know, getting to the bottom of our compost mountain, we were finding so, so many, many big fat worms. I mean, they were the most beautiful worms in there. And that made so me really worms. excited because you know they're already all up in that compost yeah. you know and you know we just toss them straight into the garden so um that lets me know that what we're doing is working here mm -hmm. and because we are increasing the health of the soil and making it fertile and then you know hopefully you know we grow a massive healthy garden you know that we will <laughs> right we, we will. will we, we will. will grow a massive healthy garden right we, because we of because of doing the right steps doing the steps yeah. that will keep our plants healthy keep our our soil healthy and mm -hmm. you know it actually creates healthier people mm -hmm. um healthy soil creates healthy food which feeds and brings health to the people eating it right and you know getting your hands in the dirt and getting the, the beneficial you know the yeah, bacteria those, the healthy bacteria in your hands none <laughs> of that happens if you don't have the microbes living actively in your soil now, i'm not saying like you don't have microbes in your soil if you've done this before but by doing regenerative agriculture by focusing on maintaining the soil and taking care of the soil and taking care of where you actually plant you're introducing the micro the microbes back in and you're helping them stay healthier, helping them stay alive throughout the entire year and you're gonna get better, healthier crop. Well, and you know, and that's the way, you know, we said you can help save the world. It's because yeah. you know, you are taking that carbon and, you know, sequestering it back into the soil and so re reducing your your carbon emissions and your carbon footprint here yeah. and, you know, just maintaining the health of, you know, whatever property you live on, you know. I mean, just little by little, you know, we can make even the slightest difference, you know, and um you know, that, that, that makes it more accessible. That makes it, you know, something that anyone can do. Just knowing, you know, hey, I any little bit you do counts yeah. and does make a difference. And, you know, like we've said, like anyone can garden and you can, you know, doesn't matter where you're at, doesn't matter your skill level. You know, yeah. we're not ever here to be gatekeepers of gardening. You know, it's not an elitist you club. You can garden. Yeah, it's not. Anyone can garden. We, we want to, you know create an inclusive community yeah of you know of people who just you know feel confident enough to just give it a try you know whether it's one plant or an entire backyard garden and so you know that that's something you know to take this regenerative agriculture term and try to turn it into you know more um, actionable steps actionable steps that are accessible you know yeah. on your level you know that's what we're you know we're trying to do here so you know yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's. So some of the things that you can do, um, we've talked about it before, um, is introduce native plants mm -hmm. back, um, specifically flowers to help pollinators. Um, pollinators don't only help your garden grow 
better, but it also helps the planet grow better. Right. And we want to save the bees. Save the bees. Um, we want to, you want to add a lot of diversity into what you're growing. Mm -hmm. So don't just be a tomato farmer or a corn <laughs> farmer or a wheat farmer. Or like, just a grass farmer is what you're like. Or a grass what you're farmer. Doing with your lawn, you know, the, just a grass you farmer. You need the diversity Biodiversity. To, we need, you need the biodiversity mm -hmm. to introduce nutrients to the microbes, mm -hmm. introduce nutrients to the, to the soil, um, to have diverse, uh, root systems, mm -hmm. different root systems will create, will open up and aerate the soil differently. They'll feed the soil differently. Bring different nutrients yeah. up and, um, you know, not using pesticides and herbicides in your yard, you know, will help. Um, which actually know. kills off some of the carbon in the soil, which will kill off the, the microbes. Right. And, you know, and you'll kill off any beneficial insects that you have. And the, the t doing till and disturbing the soil actually is another way that kills off some of the microbes. You're right. churning up the soil and you're getting rid of a lot of the bugs that live there. You're getting rid of... Um, you can actually kill the microbes while you're churning up the soil and as well as you can just scare them off or they can just... Can you scare the microbes? They just kind of move. Do they? Yeah. Do they do that? Yeah. They, they move? Microbes? Yes, they move. <laughs> you didn't know microbes move? They're just scattering around? They do. They can scatter. I'm, it... You're disturbing the soil and the soil's yeah. not working. It's not going to yeah. work as well. Um, and a lot of the non-organic, the non-regenerative agriculture ways to farm and garden, um, they actually are harmful to the soil, but they're also not giving you anything. So they give you less nutrient-dense food. They give you a larger crop for the first year or two. So you'll get a larger yield for that first one or two years up to, I think, like five or six years. But after that, they start slowing down, and then the nutrient density is decreasing the entire time, um, which is all bad stuff. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to do that. And so we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is, I didn't know this, we have to, you have to keep the ground covered. covered. Yeah, it's to prevent soil erosion. Well, not just that, but to feed microbes. Right. But yeah, and soil erosion is a big deal. You know, you don't yeah. you want to keep the soil where it's at. And so, yeah, to cover crops, like we said, we're going to start, you know, trying some of those in some areas. And, and you know. it de <laughs> removes the desertification <laughs> of the soil. It actually keeps water in the soil longer when you are not introducing pesticides, herbicides, and using synthetic compost. Um, it helps keep the soil more water dense. Did um, you mean say it's synthetic fertilizers? Huh? Did you mean synthetic fertilizers? Yeah. Okay. Because compost is organic. Sorry. <laughs> synthetic fertilizers. Synthetic fertilizers. <laughs> synthetic fertilizers. Not synthetic compost. Not synthetic compost. <laughs> synthetic fertilizer is a synthetic compost, right? No. And <laughs> um, there is a specifically one of the groups that are um, taking regenerative agriculture and trying to make it a normal practice in farming in Australia actually have said that they saw a drop from um, 10 years ago for, of about 13% rain um, percentage rainfall to about 8%. Um, and everybody around them who are using the more uh, chemically induced agriculture practices are seeing all of their crops die off. They're not seeing as good as great a yields, but they're actually 
getting more water and holding more water in their soil since they've started doing ag um, regenerative agriculture over mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Right. Um, so you actually water less, <laughs> which is great. Um, you keep things healthy and you help save the planet because you're actually taking our carbon emissions, which we put out 37 gigatons of car um, carbon emission every single year. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so, some people estimate that if we would all change to regenerative agriculture, we could sequester and pull back 47 gigatons of carbon every single year back into the soil, which actually is reversing the greenhouse effect. It's pr that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, I mean, <laughs> regenerative agriculture. You, you can. Know. It, it does help save the planet. You're yeah. part of doing that. You're bringing the carbon back from the atmosphere and you're putting it back in the soil to make healthy food. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, emissions. That's you know, car emissions and yeah. <laughs> burning burning fossil fuels and things like that. But you're also lowering your food miles, mm -hmm. which is also great um, for lowering emissions. I mean, yeah. and you're just all around helping the planet, but you're also helping yourself. You're helping yourself feel healthy. You're helping yourself feel good. You're mm -hmm. you're introducing healthy, clean food that you know exactly what- There's no what such thing as dirty food unless there's dirt on it though. Healthy- Another, another buzzword I have, a, I have a problem with, talking about clean healthy food. Healthy food. The only dirty food is food that has dirt on it. That's it. Healthy food. More nutrient-dense food. Nutrient-dense food. <laughs> you are introducing more nutrient-dense food back into your family and into your own bodies, which makes you healthier, happier, yeah. um, your brain functions better, you're more alive and more... More in, alive. You are. <laughs> you're, you're killing yourself off. You're <laughs> dying off by eating not nutrient-dense food. I mean... Your yeah, body doesn't function as well when you don't eat food right. that's not nutrient-dense. Yeah. Lots of nuance. <laughs> nutrient-dense food is good for your body. Non-nutrient-dense food is not as good for your body. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't ever want to shame anybody for I'm the way saying, they eat because well, there's so that. much nuance that goes into that when, you know, but it comes it's to also, accessibility and... This increases know. accessibility. Gardening increases accessibility. Right, it right. helps d destroy food deserts. Yeah. You no longer have food deserts if the food is grown there. Right. So, yeah, there, there's more to that. But, yeah, that, that that's that's a big, big way to help. It's a huge way to help. Yeah. I mean, that's helping everybody. Having more nutrient-dense food availability in areas that don't have that helps destroy food deserts. I mean... Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Gardening is good. It's yeah. good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for the everybody's. Yep. Yeah, the whole great. bodies. Your bodies, my bodies, everybody's. Right. <laughs> Why do I feel like you don't agree with me? Because <laughs> there's just layers. There's so many layers. No, I yes. don't, don't want to talk about layers. Okay, we're well, not no, talking no, about no, onions not, right now. We're not. We're not getting into, into too many layers here on this podcast. We are talking but, about regenerative agriculture and how to save the planet. Yeah, I think we. I think we did. Gardening that. saves the planet. I think we did that. I. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I've. <laughs> Thank you if you listened this far. Um, you know, it means a lot to us. You know, any every listener, every view that we yeah. get, you know, absolutely boosts our, you know, <laughs> confidence. 
Yes. And you But know, it also helps us know that we're making an impact and making a difference. Right. Like and it's that's, that's super important for us that we get as many people gardening as possible because of all of the beneficial things that happen from gardening. We want you to garden. Our whole seed company is all based around getting as many people as we can to garden. The reason and we do giveaways, the reason right. we do um, we do all of the things that we do is so we can get as many people as we can to garden. And, and hopefully you find, you know, good information here from yeah. us and, you know, it inspires you to, you know, maybe try something new or, you know, find a different way to garden or just start gardening at all. So, you know, thank you for listening and or watching and, you know, we'll be not back next week with another episode. Yep. This is Grass Sex Grow Food. This was just another reason. Oh, this was another reason. Why grass, grass sucks, sucks and you should grow food. There we go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>